If someone said to you, I'm going to keep you awake tonight, I'm going to make you anxious with all my stories or maybe entertain you some, tell you about my other friends who are so accomplished and beautiful with amazing families and they go on gorgeous vacations together. Or maybe I'm going to tell you something about current events, some of the horrors in society or misunderstandings that have led to huge tragedies or huge injustices. Or maybe I'm going to leave you with lofty thoughts about what should change. Or maybe I leave you a little hopeless about yourself and the world. But either way, I'm going to leave you to deal with these varied and uh, and emotionally jumbled feelings. And that's my promise to you. I think you would quickly say, um, no, thank you. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And yet we allow this into our lives all the time through social media. When is the last time you came away from social media feeling welcomed and loved and accepted and feeling seen, even in areas that maybe you're not proud of at all? And this experience of being welcomed and loved and accepted and supported is called friendship. It's true friendship. Experiencing friendship with people is not just a place to be to dump our stuff on or to be dumped on, right? But it's a place of exchange and safety. And this is something, both a place and a skill that we can develop over time. If you're on social media, you're part of the 60.49, exactly, percent of the global population participating in this online nation. That's 4.9% billion people around the world. But it's very clear that social media is killing our relationships and our mental health in this online nation. It directly affects our physical health. Evidence-based research proves heightened anxiety, depression, and loneliness. This is stealing our sleep and even our kids' health. This is an important topic that we're going to talk about, and I want to talk about social media versus true friendship. Let's dive in. Hey mama, are you way too busy to figure out what you actually need for your health? Do you wanna make sustainable progress in your health goals while also feeling at peace with your body? Maybe you just feel stuck. You dread getting dressed in the morning because, well, nothing fits anymore. Hey, I'm Lou, and wherever you are, we're going to love your body to health. As a mom, wife, and trainer, I like to debunk popular culture to help you find research-based, sustainable habits. We're moving out of overwhelm and into empowerment. Wherever you are, fill up that water bottle, lace up those shoes, because we're about to move your health. Let's catch up, friend. So maybe what I was describing in the beginning was actually somebody or some environments that you find yourself in. And they sometimes they're socially pleasant and sometimes they're not. But it's real, right? It, these are the things that we kind of think through and deal with when we're interacting with social media all the time without choice, usually because of the algorithm, right? 
I stopped using social media over the last few years for the most part, and it's mostly due to the national politics and noticing the algorithm was pushing content that would cause me to react really strongly, either very positive or very negative. And I actually started to feel the effects of the times I would engage with social media. I always came away kind of feeling full of emotion, full of thoughts, expecting kind of a social media hangover at some point. Maybe I was even kind of manic at some point when I was <laughs> interacting with social media. And it had me tired and frustrated or way too deep in thought about something that had nothing to do with what concerned my daily life, right? I was never or rarely refreshed or encouraged or very enlightened, although the post teased kind of portions of enlightening information. I tried to use social media just to create content for my fitness work. I I really wanted to just kind of get in there and get out. But even then, I felt the pressure of an image-based environment, like it was just an image. It was extremely hard to come up with content that didn't showcase my body in some way. And I didn't like the comments, even the positive ones about my body. They were mostly based in my body's shape and size and not actually about the content I was producing. (laughs) I wanted you to work out with me. (laughs) I didn't want people to be confused about my intentions either. So I started podcasting and I started Facebook groups, which are much more connection oriented and more topic specific. And I can be more educational and information based. And I'm just able to just give information and support people in these groups on a deeper level. Now, I don't think social media is completely awash. There are really positive effects of social media, like you get to stay connected and updated with loved ones uh, from around the world, especially and finding healthy ways uh, to connect with new friends, communities and resources of circles of support. And especially if you're in marginalized situations, like you're, you're in rural areas or you're minority, on many levels, there are unique struggles that have support within social media. There are also ways to promote worthwhile causes and raise awareness around important issues. I love donating to campaigns through social that come up on my feed. You have to be really first on my feed for me to see it, by the way. But uh, so if I don't see your campaign, I'm sorry. But uh, it's also great to use social media to express your creativity. Now, there are some evidence-based negative effects of social media, and it's from Facebook themselves. Facebook's internal research has shown that Instagram worsened body image issues for one in three teenage girls, and all the teenage users of the app linked it to experiences of anxiety and depression. This is within the social media industry itself. What's missing with social media? Well, it's image-based, so people react more to the made-for-TV photos and videos. It's curated partial info for like entertainment and intrigue. And many times, instead of supporting the nuances of reality, it will give you kind of snippets of something that is perfectly curated. Sometimes it's great for education purposes, but many times it has to be oversimplified to be able to create interaction around one topic. Ask me how I know. This was really hard work that I had to do. And 
you miss all the body language, all the facial expressions. And these, these things are learned as communication from when you're six months old. You miss the sense of smell that is developed in the womb. You miss touch, which is hugs and handshakes and compassionate or even comforting expressions. These create a, a, a ramp up for oxytocin, for the hormone of connection, right? This also leads to misunderstanding and hurt feelings and uncertainty and less comfort, some confusion, right? All of this creates isolation and that can lead to further anxiety, depression, and even heart disease and dementia. I went to a recent talk with Dr. Vivek Murthy. He's the U.S. Surgeon General and he talked about experiencing friendship. And he was saying just a very quick, hey, I remember this. Do you remember this funny memory? Or, hey, thank you so much. I just, I'm so grateful for who you are. Or just a, a, a simplified, a simple interaction between you and someone that you feel safe with, right? There are so many rewards to this kind of interaction hormonal health rewards, relational health rewards, and you it, it all produces more peace and joy in our interactions. So I'm going to give you three challenges today to work out with your experience of friendship. Number one, interact with friends off of social media. Interact intentionally, not just kind of happenstance or reacting to other people's uh, trying to reach out and things like that. I want you to initiate interactions with people you feel safe with. Number two, reach out and connect in person. If you can get off of social media, off of texting, off of phone, if you have that privilege and joy, please do it. Go find a way to walk with a friend, to grab a coffee, to engage in some way that is mutually joyful, and experience that physical interaction that you are born, born to enjoy. And then number three, share gratitude, shared memories, and enjoy these safe spaces. Remember together the, the time, the funny times, or the, the times when you're just so grateful for their support, or, you know, some funny memory, or some lighthearted memory or tragic memory, whatever it is, and being and showing just kind of framing it with your gratitude can be an amazing connection and igniter for for more connection in the future. Dr. Vivek, I love what when he said that he, uh, he said to replace social media with sleep, attention, which means experiencing friendship and learning. And I think that we have plenty of space in our screen time to remove and replace with sleep, experiencing friendship and learning. I want you to go delete your social media apps, choose to interact on the computer for certain amounts of time, just like we would instruct our kids or you know, in a classroom setting or anything like that, that we would do it with, with moderation, right? And I want you to get sleep. And I want you to go engage with your friends and I want you to go and learn something new with all that new time that you have. Okay, that's all I have for you today. I hope that we can connect some more. You're always welcome to jump in the, the Body Habit Rescue Facebook group. It's 
facebook.com slash groups slash body habit rescue. Notice it is a group. It is not just the mass of social media. If you need to connect with me and you need some more support, I would love to see you there. Until then, let's move friends. Thank you so much for listening. If it was helpful to you, please pass to a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews are so supportive to me and to others. I read every one. Until next time, let's move, friend.